0: What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Bum. And I am doing a special episode today about cosmetic surgery. I know a lot of you guys have asked where I go to get my Botox, where I go to get my ass lasered. <laughs> so I thought, why not bring on the doctor herself who does this all for me? So please welcome my friend Dr. Jen. Up, Hi baby?
1: baby, how are you? My my favorite patient in the whole world.
0: I know. I'm I mean I'm alive. I
1: miss you. I miss you.
0: I how's my boy Rudy?
1: Oh uh, he's Rudy's great. Rudy's awesome. He's another one of my faves. I have to say he's a boy I
0: wish I wish I was quarantined with him, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um guys so today our episode is about cosmetic surgery um and about aging science for men how to combat aging and kind of suggested problem areas that men might be going through um so first jen i just want to ask you a couple questions that people submitted in sure uh, so the first one is does botox hurt to get done
1: well, I, you know, I guess it's everybody's percep different perception. You know, pain is perception. Um, I mean, on a scale, on my, on this, what I would say, I would say it's on a scale of zero to ten. It's a probably, it's, it's a, you know, a zero being the least, ten being the worst pain you ever felt in your life. It's, it's maybe yeah. a one or a two. It's- I would
0: say from, and obviously from a male perspective, I didn't even think it was painful. I think the weirdest thing for me was the sound because it, it sounds like you're getting yeah so like you obviously vision your forehead and your skin to be soft and I'm sure we've all gotten needles in our arm and you don't ever hear that crunch because it's just soft but when it goes through your face you hear like a crunch sound like you're getting your cartilage <laughs> pierced and that's what <laughs> threw me I up. think
1: that that's what freaks <laughs> people out a lot it sounds like, I, I I say it sounds like when you're stepping on dead bugs, that's the sound it sounds like, because it's like a crunch. And um, yeah. what, really what it is, it's, it's because you're penetrating a muscle, so that's why you have that sound. And when you're going with, you know, you're going through dense muscle, even though the muscles are small in the face, it's still a pretty dense muscle, and the, and the needles are so tiny, um, you know, they're a 30-gauge needle, and they're very short, so, you know, it's to penetrate it especially when it's contracted which when you know before the botox is working so it kind of it the sounds kind of you know is is disturbing i and i get that it's just disturbing until you get used yeah. to it
0: yeah i would say i think the first time you did it to me i literally made you stop after like three
1: three injections shots yeah,
0: that so <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> I was like, I need to just like process that that's what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not that it was even painful. I was just like, okay, like I wasn't (laughs) mentally prepared. for
1: You were not prepared for the sound at all. That's for sure. You definitely weren't prepared for it after i think after the the first i think the first after the first time when you did it again i think well what happens is the muscles do relax so when you get it done the second and the third time and 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 thereafter the muscles are not as tight so you don't hear that sound as pronounced as you do when you first get it done so i think you were okay with it after that
0: yeah no i've been Clearly fine since prior to this moment. Since I you're, other, always, since you're
1: always showing month. me guys eyes on your face now, especially since we're on the quarantine.
0: Yeah, so I will be your first patient once we're <laughs> out. You're number one on
1: my list, baby. You're number one on my list.
0: Uh, so somebody wants to know if they wanted to get their lips done, is there a way to do less to avoid bruising?
1: Um... Sure. I mean, we, I tell patients, you know, it just depends on, you know, what you're looking for. Now, I mean, a, a single syringe is only a teaspoon. It it, you know, when you look at a syringe physically, it looks like there's a lot of product in it, but there's only a teaspoon. A teaspoon, if you put two, your two thumbnails together, that's a syringe. So it's not a lot of product. So when you are defining a lip and you're injecting, um, you know, it's, it's not a very, you're not going to see very a big, big, big change if you do one syringe. Um, so, um, depending on you know what you're looking for, I do suggest at least to do one syringe in the beginning because half first start out you don't see much of a difference um you know when you're first beginning out so most people will, will try it because they're they're a little you know they're a little apprehensive about putting a whole syringe and then about a week or two later once everything settles they're kind of disappointed because they're like wow my lips don't look like you know i had anything done that's just what happened so you know it's something that you have to build on it's a process it's nothing is one and done especially with doing the lips have to you know you have to build on the product it takes time especially even if you just want a small enhancement it take it, it takes time for the product to to stay and to stick if that makes any sense you kind of it's kind of like
0: well, because your body, right, eats it, body right? eats
1: it. Um, you know, and your lips is an area where your skin turns over very quickly. So you're using it, you're breathing, you're eating, you're chewing gum, you're snoring. You know, you're, 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 you're sneezing. So we overturn the skin in our lips a lot more rapidly than other parts of the body. So when you inject, let's just say, for example, the labial folds, which is those lines on the side of your nose, that product would last a little longer there because you're not using it as much where in the lips you know you're using your lips all the time i mean we're also doing other things with our oh, lips
0: yeah, not <laughs> well not at the moment
1: <laughs> except through a mask maybe but that's a little that's, yeah that's not very sexy though
0: i was like i was like jen this dry spell let me tell you
1: it's very dry
0: it's not you. it's just the does it out there <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> i'm shooting out dust <laughs> okay jen so out of the people you treat would you say you have a lot more gay clients or straight clients or what's kind of your clientele um
1: um you know i mean i'm gonna say uh, it's good it's mostly women it's probably about i would say when i first started um it was probably around 85% women maybe 90% women and that's we're talking maybe we're talking to like 20 years ago um in over the last 5 years there's been a big jump in men and um and in the and and gay population um i've always had a big population of of, uh, of of gay clients i had i would probably say it's about 20% 25% of my clientele so you know it's um it's 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 pretty it's pretty big it's a pretty big job it's a pretty big percentage but it has it has Do you it has, think it has, the... you know, this, men have it has increased over the last five years. It used to be about fifteen percent, it's about it's about twenty probably about twenty five now for men. So it's
0: do you ever think that the straight men are forced to go there because of the <laughs> women, maybe? Um,
1: I have to say a lot of women it's so funny because a lot of a lot of girls bring their boyfriends in and they're like look at his forehead i can't stand these lines in his face can you do something so it's
2: usually (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: usually something that they're looking at that's bothering them it's usually the guys don't really look at it because you know you know straight men don't really care i mean i know my husband he could care less about what about what his forehead looks like i mean even though he is very you know he's he, he does groom himself. He does take care of himself. He's a very handsome guy. But to him, the lines on his forehead don't bother him. I they bother me, so I force him to do Botox because I'm looking at them. And yes, I do. I do see a lot of women bring their boyfriends and husbands and, and say, "Fix it." Once they do it, however, they it is funny because then they then they start picking it up, and then they realize how their forehead look beforehand and they're like, you know, they don't, they not like it that way. So they do come back. So it's, it's funny. They bring them in, but then, the, then the men stay and they come back on their own.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, it's weird to get it for the first time. And then you like watch your face. I don't want to say age, <laughs> but it's like, you almost don't realize what the before and after will do. And I think people think like getting Botox or getting like any treatment done, you think it's going to change your whole look. But it really doesn't. It's just kind of like any spot that was like on the verge of like
1: drooping, drooping, drooping off.
0: or getting <laughs> a wrinkle, it just flattens it all, you know? It's not It's not like you're getting a whole no, ass facelift, no. um, you know? Um, you know
1: what it is? With, with Botox and fillers, I say it's it's your, it's your refreshing your face. You know, when people look at you, I tell patients this all the time, and this is what how I, 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 I explain it to them so that they understand. I say, you know, people are going to look at you. If you get it done right, they're gonna, Somebody's going to look at you and not know what you did. They're just going to look at you and say, wow, you look great. You know, did you go on vacation? Did you get a new haircut? Did you, did you change your, ha- did you change your, your hairstyle? Did you get a new, a new tie? You know, they don't know why you look good, but to them, you look, you look good. And that. Is the, the sign of going to somebody who's a good injector because you don't know why they look good, but they just look better, and that's how, that's the tell the yeah. telltale tell sign that you know that it it did work and it did brighten up your face because that's really what it's here for. It's here to brighten up, and you know there's there's the genre of people. It's just it's a whole separate genre of people who go to do botox and fillers than somebody who does plastic surgery. Let's say, you know, there there are different types. Yeah. People who do plastic surgery, do I have plastic surgery people, they just they want that they want that look. They want that nip that tuck, they want that look and they want they wanna they wanna have that done look. You know, where somebody with Botox and fillers, you know, they and they're happy to get that little that little zhuzh. I, I use my word zhuzh, I love that word. And you like oh, that we word. Love zhuzh. The word and zhuzh. They, I can't, can't spell, spell it. it. I've been trying to spell it. it. You know what's so funny? I tried to send it to somebody to spell it out and put it in in an article, and I have no idea how I could spell it with somebody who would pronounce it the right way. I have to figure that out one second. <laughs> but
2: no way, but how. it's
1: the truth. So they, they um, you know, they that that genre of person of, of, of patient, they you know, they they like that. They like they know they're not going to look twenty years old after it. They're not coming in and saying, "I'm getting a facelift." It's right. A exactly. Look. I mean, and you have these patients that come in and think, you know, they're going to spend two hundred dollars and they're going to get a facelift. And it's like, buddy, you know, that's not going to happen. You know, you have to understand the limitations of the product. The products are great, but they're—it's not magic potion. It—they're they're all limitations. It—it does—it does wonders. However, it's not a facelift. It's not a surgery. You know, it's not nipping and tucking. You know, you're not.
0: Yeah, like you could literally get it and go exactly. back to work. Right exactly.
1: So it's it's you know it's it's um it's it's to me I think it's great for people who don't want to do the surgeries and somebody who just wants to have that just fresh like the, the, a freshened look. That's what it's all about the freshened look.
0: So Jen, what's like some. General visual aging signs for men that you notice? Like what's like the first signs so you could be like, okay, you're either in your 20s, your thirties, your forties, what are
1: noticeable? So signs? I I mean, I, I mean, you know, men age differently than women. You know, women you can tell in the neck and in the hands. Men you can really tell like, in the jowls and in the furrowing lines in the forehead, you can really tell tell their age. That's where you're going to see their, you know, their, their faces starting to kind of change as they get older. You know, they're, they don't, they don't develop like jowls like, like women do, but they do develop the folds and they develop that furrowing between the, between the eyebrows. That's something that's, that you'll see that that's more pronounced on men than women.
0: And then what's something people could do that might like help?
1: Well, I mean, that? obviously if you, you know, if, if, if you're. A lot of times, especially like with the eleven lines, which are the which are the you know the, the furrowing lines in between the forehead, um, that is something that if you start to notice it, usually that for most patients they they start at a younger age and they start to notice it in their twenties. Um, I tell patients, you know, I don't believe in patients doing it below a certain age. Like I think twenty five is like the marker of where I would like say to somebody to stop all time. I would never tell somebody under twenty five. Oh, you need Botox. I would. I say as prevention. Yeah. L- latter twenties, like over twenty five, like twenty seven, twenty eight, is a good time to start because that's the time when you can do the correction and the prevention part. So, um, I, tell patient, I tell I tell as for men, if they start at you know at at a reasonable age, that can you know that can decrease the furrowing between their eyes.
0: So, and this is a weird one. Um, I've recently read that people get their <laughs> asshole Botox if you ever experienced this? I know this sounds crazy, but like I was looking it up and I was
1: like, I have to to tell you, I have had people call my office and ask the most ridiculous, bizarre questions of what to do with Botox. And I, you know, usually I'm never floored by any any questions that anybody, anything that a patient will ask me, but I've had people ask me about Botox in their anus, in their vagina, in their labia, I mean, all over the, you know, they have been saying that they can use Botox for the, for these weird areas. Um, I've heard of it. I don't know what what would be the the, the clinical, um, you know, the, the value of putting it in the anus because it would it would relax the muscles. So basically, you wouldn't have a sphincter to hold your poop in. So I wouldn't think that it would be something. Oh I shit! I didn't that think that. would about be a like smart that. thing to do because <laughs> you'd lose your your tension grip there, and you wouldn't want to use it. So.
0: <laughs> so basically, I think. I thought people got it because it like helped them get like a dick inside of them, <laughs> obviously. But clearly That, that
1: would I, I would, that, there's that would other be probably problems. help me, but it also would be it would also be a problem in the in the uh, in the pooping department I think.
0: <laughs> 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 Okay, so basically, you're saying you should not, yeah. Get unless you want
1: school. to have soiled underwear, I don't think that, that would be something that you would want to
0: do. Yeah, I guess it's probably not cute. <laughs> okay, so now we know. Um, what is something that you would think is a first stepping stone to like non-invasive cosmetics? Um,
1: soap? I mean, I tell patients the Botox. I call it the gateway drug because like that's the gateway uh, injectable. Um it's usually the path of least resistance is where, where patients start depending on the age. No, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say, depending on the age, um, usually Botox will start for somebody, like I said, Oh, you know, in the latter, in the latter twenties in the thirties. Um, but as far as maybe a younger person, um, maybe filler in the lips or filler in the folds. that would be something that patients would start. So it would, it would depend on the patient. It would vary, but usually, I say botox that would probably be the number one choice would be the first thing that we would start with the patient would be the first um you know um uh treatment that we would do
0: okay and then what would you say to somebody who might be listening to this right now and they're like i would never get anything done it's stupid like why would i get this done like what would you say some of the benefits are to getting something All right. Well, done. I mean, that's
1: a great question. Um, I tell patients, I will never tell a patient that they need any of this. I will, because we don't, this is a luxury, not a necessity. And you know what? It's not for everybody. You know, it's a cost factor. It is a, you know, it is something that you have to keep up with. It is something that it's not one and done. You know, it becomes a way of life. So if you can, if you want to do it where, and you understand that it's something that it's going to have to be done. It's like, it's like adding it to your list of things to do, like your hair, your neck, you know your general grooming that you do to yourself this is going to become part of it so if you're okay with those two factors where it's going to be something that you have to keep up with and it's something that's a cost factor that you're able to afford then it's this is something for you. But if the, if you're not that type of person, then maybe it, that person isn't the right person for these type of treatments. It, it's not for everybody. And I'm not, And I'm going to say that, listen, facials are not for everybody. Some people like facials. Some people don't want people touching their face. You know, it's just, it's just really dependent on the person. And I think that The benefit of it is yes there's a benefit for it because it will you know it will stop the wrinkles it will stop the wrinkles if you you, there is a there is a correction and a prevention component part of it however it might not be something that people can do it they might want to but you know there's a cost issue and there's a time constraint so some people might not want to have that hanging over their head and saying you know what i don't want to have to be committed to this to do this two or three times a year or four times a year, or I just don't have the money to do it. And it is a luxury, not a necessity. So, um, as far as benefits, yes, there's great benefits, you know, it's preventative. It is corrective. Um, it looks great. It's very, it's when it's done, right. You look refreshed, but however, the the cost factor and the maintenance factor might not be, you know, um, something for everybody is what I'm saying. So, you know, it's, it's, I would say it's, it's probably individualized to each patient. To each person.
0: Yeah, I would say for me, I would never have thought that it was something I wanted or needed. Because I think I started going to when I was 25. I think that's when I met you. And I was like,
1: it becomes a necessity after you do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it was like a commitment that I was like, I'm going to do it. But I was like, oh, I'll meet you for lunch at your office. And then you're like, "Oh, do you want me to just do like a little touch?" Right. Up? And I was like, "You know what? <laughs> Fuck it." And so I did. And then a little, and that's a little it. once more, you drink the Kool Aid, so. there's no
1: turning back, and it's so true. And that's it. Once you drink it, it's all done, and it is true. And you know what? It, it 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 becomes necessity once you see how great it looks. And that's another question that people ask me. I don't. Um, I'm going to answer a question that people always ask me. There, people ask me. Well, patients ask. Well, if I stop doing it, am I going to look worse? You're going to look worse. The answer to that is worse because you look so good when you have it done. That when you don't do it, of course, gravity is going to take control. Natural aging is going to take control. And yes, it's not going to look good anymore. But it doesn't mean it's going to make you look worse if you stop doing it. So that's a false That's a misconception. People think they're going to look worse if they don't do it anymore people listen I have patients who come in and they'll do it for 10 years straight and then I don't see them for three years because life gets in the way it's money issue they're sending kids to college they can't be spending that extra whatever money that is every year for it and then they come back and start up to where they left off you know but that is a misconception you don't yeah. look worse it's just per- your perception of it that makes you look worse
0: Okay, and Jen, before I get into like my <laughs> ratcheter questions.
1: I love that. I,
0: <laughs> I warned you. Um, what would you say is important when you're looking for a doctor? Like how important is it to like actually trust your doctor um, and
1: not oh go my God. to somebody? I have, random? well I can if I can give you a list of patients that have come in for me over the last I've been doing this for almost twenty years. And I can tell you I have seen I see botch jobs. I see at least five to 10 patients a week who come in with botch jobs from other injectors. So it is so important to find somebody, A, who has the experience, B, who is, um, you know, not only didactics where they know like, where to place a needle. That's very important to be, you know, to have, you know, know where landmarks are and, and make sure you aspirate your needle and things like that. But you also have to go to somebody who has a technique and an eye. You have to be an artist to do this. I can train a monkey to inject Botox, but are they going to do it well? Are they going to do it to, you know, listen, there's great, there's great hairdressers. There's great makeup artists. Is everybody the best? No, but you have to kind of weed through it to nope. find out, you know, who it is. And the problem is, is, that people are not educated. They think, you know, I have so many patients who come to me who went to other injectors and they didn't realize how bad the job they were getting until they came to me because they're like, wow, what a difference. I can't believe the difference of what they got. So it's like...
0: Well, do you remember when you... <laughs> or you're going to like shoot me for saying this. But do you remember when I went to that like yes. cosmetic event and they did my yes. PR- is yes. PRP? Is that what I got done? So basically, they took out my blood plasma and spun it. And they gave me a facial yes. with my mm-hmm. own blood platelets, essentially, which was supposed to tighten my skin. And I had the worst allergic reaction. I don't even know what happened to me. And then I think I went to you because I was freaking out, and you're like, well, <laughs> "Bitch, this is why you don't That's go what you to." you for cheating on me, bitch. Me. That's I was what like, I well, told you. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck. I was
1: like, "Jen, fix my <laughs> well, face." Well, you that's a perfect example because you know, you don't realize how and and that's just the PRP. You you know, you didn't do your botox or your fill with anybody else which I would have been very upset about because not only that, look, I have patients listen, it happens. I I know. I've went to a, have I went to another hairdresser just to try it. I always go back to my hairdresser because I know that that person knows my face. And it's the same thing. I have patients who come to me and they, they have a sister who goes to somebody in Jersey. you got to try them, but blah, blah, blah. 99.9% of the patients who've ever done that to me, come back and they tell me the truth. And I tell them, you get one chance. If you cheat on me, you get one chance of cheating. And then that's it. I will not take you back. But yeah. I've had to fix, you know how many times I had to fix patients because of that, because they didn't do it the right way. They didn't hit them the right way. They, you know, they, they didn't inject it in the, in the correct area. It, there was it, things, there was lumps, there was, you know occlusion, so that's why it's so important. to, Especially if you find somebody that is a good injector, you gotta stick with them, that. and that's the person you don't want to jump around. You don't want to jump around to people. These people who go on Group One, Group One happens. They try to find like, if you're getting Botox for a hundred dollars on Group it's pretty sure, thousand percent sure, they're getting products <laughs> from Russia that is probably made in a freaking lab with like dust in it. Like that's what you gotta worry about. It's not real stuff, you know. So
0: yeah. All right, Jen, we are going to take a break and then we are going to come back. Okay, and play sounds rapid cool. Fire questions. I'm excited. And we <laughs> are going to play rapid fire questions, which I warned you I was going to come up with some fucked up questions for you. So
1: bring them on, baby. Bring them <laughs> on, baby. I'm ready.
0: Okay, so have you ever hooked up with a patient?
1: <laughs> Before or after a treatment? <laughs> I <I'm> want <on> both
0: <laughs> answers, so don't lie.
1: Um, I have paid. Okay, so I've had patients who I've been with have been like, like, you know, lovers before have come to me for Botox and, and treatments, you know, after the fact, you know, maybe, you know, years later, have I ever been with a patient that comes to me? Yes, I actually have have a funny story. I treated a patient and I wound up having an affair with him and he was a crazy (laughs) nutball. He wore a tuxedo to my office one day and told me he wanted to take me out and he was gonna sweep me off my feet and he was my he was my Romeo and I was his Juliet and brought me roses. Yes, he was crazy. Yes. Did so, you
0: go on the date though? Don't lie.
1: I I did. I saw my <laughs> I was say, and I had and I had sex with him and I had sex with him too. I
0: knew, I knew you did. I know you. I so did. Well,
1: I love it. Let me tell you, he was fucking awesome. He was- <laughs>
0: You are so <laughs> wild, I love
1: it. He came to my office on our date and he was, first of all, he was wearing a Tommy Bahamas shirt. He looked like an old man that should have been hanging out in Marlorenaville in Florida. <laughs> I can't have you- fucked up roman fucking sandals on i looked at him i said are we crucifying somebody today because he (laughs) kind of looked like jesus christ with the sandal on i was like is there a crucifixion going on yeah he was crazy but he was a good one and i was the one and only i I learned my lesson after that because after that he stalked my life
0: so he doesn't come back and no
1: but you want to laugh his ex-wife is my patient
0: oh my god that I don't wild. know if
1: she knows anything went on between us. I have no idea. I will never bring it up to her. I just, you know, she knows I know her ex husband, but I, I don't think that. I mean, she wasn't married to him when I was with him. They were divorced for, for quite a few years. I, he, I think he's just crazy. But yeah. That
0: is hysterical. That's a good one, okay. Right? <laughs> that, that's pretty good. Okay. What would you say is your least favorite treatment to do on someone?
1: My least favorite treatment is probably You know what? I love all my treatments. Um any injectables I like. I I can't say I don't I dislike any of them. Um I I don't like doing treatments that um have nothing to do with injectables. Like I don't enjoy doing I don't always like to do chemical peels or all laser facials or things of that nature. Things that go off my beaten path I don't enjoy doing. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I just want to inject. That's it. I don't want to do anything else.
0: You just love stabbing. People.
1: I just like stabbing people. Yes. I enjoy the stabbing. <laughs> makes, yes, I do.
0: Makes sense. Okay. Have you ever done a treatment on someone because they wanted it, but in your professional opinion, you knew it would make them look worse?
1: Um. Okay. So that's a great.
0: Okay. Jen, have you ever done a treatment on someone because they wanted it, but in your opinion, you thought it would make them look worse?
1: <laughs> that's a great question but I don't know if I should answer it on a podcast just give all it right. to all me right. all right so anyway okay so yes I have done that I've had patients and not I'm not gonna say a paying patient where I charge them to do it um, because I don't want you to think I I injected them and 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 charged them for not injecting. I have injected patients because they were torturing me. They wanted more in their lips, and I didn't feel that they needed it. So I just stuck them with the needle and pretended that I injected product into their lips to make them feel that they got an injection. I really did not feel that that, that this happened to to like two or three clients, and they were people I knew. So we've been they you know they were my clients for a long period of time, and they were getting too crazy with their lips, and I just found had enough with especially the one girl I just took a needle out and just stuck with it and pretended that I, I injected with product. <laughs> and you know what it shut her up. She got she felt like I did something to her. She got a little you know she got a little swollen. She thought I injected her with product and it shut her up and she walked out which was good.
0: <laughs> well do you think people get like a fix off of it, right? I mean it's kind of
1: Yes. Um, I think people do have addicted. Any, listen, anybody, you can, you're going to have people who have addicted personalities can get addicted to anything, the drugs, alcohol, and plastic surgery and injectables, of course. I don't overdo patients. I don't care how much money it is, because you know what, the person is walking out and they're representing my work. So to me, I don't, yeah. for me to make a couple of extra hundred dollars is not worth my reputation. So if I think you yep. had enough, I tell people no, I do not want to see you for six months. Please do not come back. Yeah. <laughs> please do not come back. I don't want to see. I tell patients that a lot. I said, please don't come back. Most patients aren't that, uh, you know, that like aggressive where they're like, say, stick me, stick me. But this, this this one or two were very aggressive and I had to I had to stick them and pretend that I, I put product in them and I didn't. But
0: you get, you get the LA vibe, girls.
1: Oh my God. I got, well, you know, you get these, these, uh, you know, these, these, um these pinup dolls, you know, they influence the influencer girls, the some of these girls who are all oh, oh, completely overdone, you know, the ones that are like, you know, they, they, more is more, you know, they want that, that look. And I tell them, it just doesn't, you know, I explain to my girl, like, oh, it doesn't look good. You're so beautiful. You don't need it. And in their mind, they think that their lips are small. They think that they don't look good. I mean, it's very, it's very sad because a lot of these girls are so beautiful and they just have such a bad that a view on themselves and and you know it, it's it's yeah. sad it's so society I you know I I I feel bad for them I feel bad for these women they have so su- such such low self esteem I don't know where I don't know why I mean I do know why I but- mean in
0: Fire Island I see a lot of guys who get their lips done I'm like ooh I was like who did you go to oh. like it just looks. So dramatized,
1: you know. I don't think the, the that's you know the only thing that's worse than having a girl looking like a brat doll is a guy looking like a brat doll, and it doesn't literally. It's horrible. It's it's just a horrible look. It just does not look good. It just does not look good. But I could see. what Okay, wait. Get. So
0: who do you think would age? Who do you think age is worse, men or women?
1: Wet women, hundred percent women. Men age. Men are like forget it. Look, I mean, look at it. Look at look at how i mean, Look at Hollywood. Look how men age. I mean, you know, uh, Sean Connery is 103 years old, and he looks like uh, uh, he looks like <laughs> a, a, a freaking GQ model. You know what I'm saying? They, they just, just men just yeah. age better than women. They just do. They're lucky.
0: So, at what age would you advise people to get preventative Botox?
1: Um, I like I said, I think I think after 25, I I'd probably say like like 27, 28 is a good age to start, like around there. Like in that, you know, latter 20, 30, you know, that, that around that, around that age, that's a good time to start. I think, I think younger is pushing it a little bit. I I don't really really like, you know, promote it too much under 25. Look, if somebody comes in and wants it, I'll do it, but I don't do a lot. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to say no, Yeah. you know, but if they clearly have nothing there, I'm going to say, you don't need it. I mean, please come back in a few years, you know, and that's what I tell patients.
0: All right, Jen, you survived. Um, why don't you tell everybody one last thing about you? I survived. What do you want everybody <laughs> to know about you? Let's let's end this on like a great note.
1: Uh, okay. What I want everybody to know about me, I am okay, so I'm honest. I'm an artist. Um I am I'm a perfectionist, and I
0: I literally was gonna say, don't leave out that word perfectionist uh, because you've looked at my face and been like Wait, one more before we go. I'm like, (laughs) bitch, you already did all this. Like
1: that's me. It's the Virgo in me. I'm a perfectionist. It's a perfection. Um, for, and, and I also care about my patients, you know, and I, 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 and I love what I do, Jeff. I love what I do. You know what I mean? I go to work every day and I and listen, some days I don't want to go to work, Who you know, that I'm tired, whatever, you know, it's hard to talk to people all day long, you know, and I have to talk, do it four 50 times a day and go and, and speak to people and be on my toes and be happy. But you know what I do love my I do love what I do and I and I do have a great sense of gratification you know of, from making patients happy and you know when they tell me that I I made them feel better about themselves you know there's nothing better than that there's nothing better than that
0: Well I will say you will get a lot more patience once this <laughs> is over so <laughs> everybody is coming out of quarantine being like I'm not going in public so I fix myself. it's myself so, true. so. <laughs>
1: I got Um, patients. Wait, Jen.
0: So if somebody, if somebody listening is like, "Oh, I want to go see Dr. Jen as soon as we're done," obviously with this, um, where can they visit you?
1: My Instagram handle is Dolce Aesthetics New York, and um, we have three of the locations, and we are open uh, seven days a week. I see patients uh, six to seven days a week, so you can find me somewhere.
0: And she also, as a remembering point, is the one who lasers my butt. Yes. <laughs> so if you want laser hair removal, if you want Botox, if you want fillers, do, if you want facials, yep, we do laser facial we do
1: we do we, We're doing the aqua gold facials now. Um, we're gonna be doing a new treatment um for for neck tightening and neck wrinkles now. Um, we treat, um, we also do, uh, BBLs, which we do injectables in the butt. So we do everything. We're, 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 uh, we have a great menu. So visit us at our website and hit us up. We'd love to see you.
0: And I'll probably
1: be there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I love Hi, you. Jen,
0: that's it. I love, I love you. you more,
1: baby. Have a great night, honey. Thank you. I'll, I'll see, see you soon, soon. sweetheart.